make sure that you have ample reserves because I've gotten those phone calls where it's like, there's this, there's that. And sometimes you can't plan for that. You can do everything you can to preempt things like that, but things happen. And so you're going to want to make sure that you don't have to sell at a loss. You're listening to The Life and Money Show, a podcast that brings you the stories and strategies of people who are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth for their families and impacting the world around them. And now here are your hosts, Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb. Hey, hey, everyone. Annie Dickerson here. And on behalf of Julie Lamb and the entire Good Egg Investments team, wanted to welcome you to a special episode of the Life and Money Show. Today, I'm talking to our good friend, Dustin Heiner. He's been on the show before and he's back so that we can talk about the general state of the market, all the crazy things that are going on and what you should be doing, what you should be thinking about as you may remember from Dustin's original episode is that he's got a ton of experience with rental properties in particular. And he's created such an amazing system where he makes rental properties very passive and he spends very little time on his own rental property portfolio. And now he spends the bulk of his time coaching and helping others to get into rental property investing through the system that he's created through his business master passive income. Now, I had the pleasure and the privilege of being part of Dustin's inaugural event, RubeCon Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference in May of last year, and it's coming up again in May of this year in Phoenix. And so if any of you out there are either local to the Phoenix area or you're looking for an opportunity to come meet a bunch of really amazing folks folks in the real estate investing space, not only across syndications and rental properties, but all kinds of real estate investing. I invite you to come. I will be there. I'll be giving a keynote as well as leading a breakout session. So I would love to meet you in person. We'll have those links for you in the show notes if you want to get your ticket to attend RubeCon and you can use the promo code Annie to get 10% off. So that's RubeCon.com, R-E-W-B. BCON.com. And again, use the promo code Annie to get 10% off. And I would love to meet you there. Now, in this conversation, Dustin and I talk about a lot of what's going on in the market currently. There's a lot of signs starting to turn up that the market is softening a little bit. But as far as the real estate market goes, real estate is always a kind of a slow moving vehicle. It's like giant ship. You can't turn it very fast. But that's one of the good things about real estate is unlike paper assets in the stock market, it's not like every minute it can go up or down. It's a slow moving vehicle, which makes it a great asset for diversification. And also because it's backed by physical assets, it can be a great kind of protector of your long-term wealth. And so we talk about the recent collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and the implications of that, as well as what we're doing with our personal portfolios, how we're investing if we're investing in this time, which is a huge question in and of itself, whether we are holding tight and sitting on the sidelines waiting or we are taking action now. And we'll dive into all of that because at a time like this, I think it's even more important than normal for us to band together as a community and to share with each other openly and honestly about the decisions that we're making and what we're thinking about. And we'd love to hear from all of you as well. 
what are you doing as far as your investing versus your saving? Or what are you seeing out there with your investments? You can always reach out to us at podcast at goodegginvestments.com and share with us your insights and your stories. We would love to hear from you. Now, before we dive into this conversation, now, if you are currently looking for opportunities to invest because inflation is still high and while interest rates on savings accounts and short-term investments have come up a little bit, they're certainly still not great as a long-term investment vehicle to build your wealth. And so if you're looking for investment opportunities, we've got a great one for you. It's our Good Egg Wealth Fund 2, which is currently open and accepting new investments. You can invest right alongside Julie and me. And to learn more about this investment, you can go to goodegginvestments.com slash fund two. That's goodegginvestments.com slash fund and the number two. And of course, at a time like this, you're probably wondering, well, can they actually deliver on the returns that they're promising? And that is a great question. And that's exactly the right question to be asking. Super important now more than ever to do your due diligence on the operators that you're thinking about investing with to understand their track record, their integrity, and how they'll be a good steward of your capital, not only today, but throughout the life cycle of the investment, which can be several years. And so to help you out, we've put together a deck full of our deals that we've exited over the last few years. And so you'll be able to see all in one place, the original projections on those deals, all the deals that we've exited to date, as well as the final return projection. So you can see our metrics and our actual return. So you get a better sense of our track record and whether we're the right fit for you and your investing goals. All right. With that, let's go ahead and dive into our conversation with Dustin Heiner. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job by investing in real estate so you never, ever have to work a job again. Today, I am super pumped to bring on a fantastic expert who invests in real estate. Actually, when you think about multifamily and having apartment complexes that has lots and lots of units in there where you're making lots of money, well, that's what we do is we play Monopoly in real life. And we eventually get to where we have lots of hotels and actually invest with her in one of her hotel multifamily units. And it's going terrific. So I'm very, very happy to bring on a good friend of mine. And I met her five years ago. And just seeing like how we both really love helping people to invest in real estate. We love investing in ourselves, but we also love helping people. I have my good friend, Annie Dickerson from Good Egg Investments. Annie, thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, Dustin, I'm thrilled to be here with you today and just share openly about what we're seeing and help the listeners out there to really navigate this challenging environment that we're in. Yeah, it is a little challenging, especially when there's so many things, like so many different things that are going on all at the same time from interest rates rising, which I personally like because it gets my competition, which are home buyers, because I know yeah. I like residential, it gets home buyers out of the system. So it's like, okay, stop overpaying for properties. Like, yes. you know, <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> them out. You have the 
inflation just seems like year over year, at least 10%. Like that's a lot, like three years, that's 30%. That's going up. We have banks failing and everybody, if you have not checked out Annie's article on Good Egg on her website, she wrote an awesome article on the banking system and how, what's going on, what's the problems, and then also how to protect yourself, which we're going to talk about that as well. So we have those things going on. We have wars. We have the market going down. We have stocks now. Like companies are literally laying off people. So they're trying to save uh, just so many things going on. But with that, so many. you and I are we're investors. And what I love about real estate investing is I can invest whether the market goes up, down, or sideways. You just need to know how to do it. In an exactly. up market, anybody could invest and be like, all right, I it appreciated 20%. But when it's a down market, that appreciation's gone. So, anyways, Annie. Talk to us a little bit about what you're doing here at Good Egg Investments and your own portfolio and everything like that. So we can get a sense of how you're investing and then we could definitely jump into everything else about the economy and everything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just for any of the listeners who may not know me, I got my start just as Dustin did in, in rental properties. Actually, we first house hacked. We bought these duplexes and we live in one unit and rent out the other. This was back in 2008 was when I got started. So I had no idea what was going on really with the economy. I was in my early 20s and was found a great opportunity and just got in at a very fortunate time and kind of rode that wave. We house hacked a few more properties both in the DC area, which is where we started and now in the Bay Area, and then got into out-of-state rental properties and now syndications or group investments. And so as Dustin, as you mentioned, what's great about real estate is that there's opportunities in every part of the market cycle. You just have to be smart and savvy about how you approach it. And so I haven't stopped investing. That is the first thing is like in the stock market, right? They talk about dollar cost averaging where when the market's high, you invest. When the market's low, you invest because you want to take that emotion out of it. And as you continue to do that, as you have that discipline to invest, no matter what's going on, that's when you see those long-term gains and long-term returns. And so that's kind of the approach that I take because just like you, I fully believe in real estate. Everybody needs a place to live. Turns out humans like to live indoors. And so there's always going to be a demand for real estate. It's just about knowing how to approach it. And so absolutely, even in, with everything that's going on, still actively investing. These days, syndications are the best fit for me, given running the business and busy family life, just so I can be passive. But I think there's opportunities in any type of real estate right now. Totally. And I 100% agree. And in fact, back in, was it 2021, 2022, where the market just kept going up? I had so many people asking me, and these were not my students. They were asking me, well, should I invest in real estate? Like it's going up so high and there are lots of concerns and thoughts. It's totally fine. That's what a lot of people have. But if they don't know how to invest, they're not going to be like my students who are literally buying properties all through 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, even 2023. We're getting properties all the time and we're getting them less than they're worth. We're making passive income from every single property. We're building the business so that it runs itself. And so no matter at what stage of the market, we invest in real estate. And because we know that it is a commodity that people, not just a commodity, it's a need, physical need that people have, like food, that's a physical need, water, physical need, air to breathe, but they also need shelter. And you're 100% right. They love living indoors, silly enough. But obviously, we provide great housing for them. 
And if we're good investors, what we're also going to do is be able to see the downturns and be able to adjust our investing because in up market, we make money. In down market, we make money. Sideways market, which means it doesn't do anything. We make money because we invest for as a business to make money. Now, Annie, you're also coming to my conference, the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. And what's fun is I actually talked to my wife about two weeks ago. And I said, hey, honey, putting on a conference is so much work. I, it's just so <laughs> it's much so easier hard. investing in real estate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Real estate's so much easier. Can I just go back oh, to yeah. real estate? Right. And she said, yeah, she goes, you know what? Yeah, I agree. But you'd be bored if it was, if you mm -hmm. were just investing in yep. real estate. I said, oh, you're right. I feel better when I'm building something. So get back to the conference. It's a blessing to have like, so many of us real estate investors. That, yeah. And what's fun is we're all friends and at least all my friends. And I'm trying to get us all together. Be all friends. It's great. Now, Annie, you're going to be sharing. And there's something. There's I'm half Japanese. And in fact, next year, I'm going to be taking my family after RubeCon 2024. We're going to go to Japan for to see the Sakura, the cherry blossoms. We're going to do that for like maybe four weeks a trip. But anyways, there's a Japanese word that is, it's going to help us in our real estate investing. And you're going to be speaking about this at one of the keynotes that we're going to have at RubeCon. Talk to us a little bit about that. Obviously, don't give the everything away because they're going to be able to hear it at RubeCon as well. Yes, absolutely. Something that in my personal journey, in the 10 years after college, I had nine different jobs. I had such a commitment to myself and finding my purpose and making sure I was maximizing the impact I was making, putting my skill set to use. And just like you, I love a good challenge. I wanted to be challenged too. And so I didn't know it at the time, but I was really searching for my ikigai. And in Japanese, that's your reason for being. It's your purpose. It's your center. It's why you you're here. And a lot of people spend their whole life looking for their ikigai. And at a short, at a high level, ikigai is the intersection between four things, what you love, what you're good at, what you can be paid for, and what the world needs. If you can find something that aligns with all four of those things, then that is your ikigai. That is your purpose. And you will be most fulfilled if you can find something at the crux of all of those things. And so what I'm going to do is apply that to the concept of real estate investing, because as we've talked about, there's a lot of ways to invest in real estate, a lot of ways to get involved. And you want to know what you love to do in real estate, how you want to be involved, what you want to get out of it, what you're good at, whether it's the underwriting side, the asset management side, is it the talking to investors piece? What is it that you're good at? And then how can you recoup your investment or make money doing that? And then talking about those physical needs, how can you provide a service through that that people will need? So I'm going to talk about all of that. I'm kind of thrilled to dive into that because it's a personal passion of mine through all the personal development and discovery I've done for myself and now to apply that to real estate and help other people find their real estate purpose for being and discover that perfect match for them as you've found through the properties that you invest in, as I've found through the syndications that we do, want to help all the RubeCon attendees find that for themselves. I love the four things are like, 
when you have all those combined, obviously you make money, which is good, but you also feel more fulfilled. I'll be completely honest and say, I love investing in real estate for a number of different reasons, but I actually love teaching people how to invest in real estate so much more because it's a tangible outlay of I can see my students literally getting their lives changed because of my teaching them and I'm serving them. I'm helping them. And so like my properties, don't get me wrong. I, my real estate's fantastic because it fills all those. But that fourth part of helping the people and, and serving them, I don't physically tangibly see that. Now they pay me rent. That's proof that my properties are doing good, but it's not as like as personal. I'm a very personal person. I'm very extroverted too. I love being around people. And so that helps me. It's like, I feel more fulfilled as I serve people. So like putting on this conference, my goodness, walking through the halls last year, my RubeCon, I felt so fulfilled because people were getting what they needed and what they wanted and I was helping them. And so in putting on RubeCon for this year, it's just a driving passion of mine. So I love that you're going to be sharing with that because if we can do all four of those things, my goodness, you just feel more fulfilled and you're able to take care of your family. Okay. So with that, talk to us about now you wrote a fantastic article. Hopefully I'll remember to link it in the show notes, but a fantastic article about this banking crash and what can yeah. potentially happen to real estate as well as how we as real estate investors can protect ourselves. Now, I'm going to point them to read that article, but give us the cliff notes versions of what you're seeing here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's We've been at the edge of our seats watching this whole thing unfold as the world has. And first, I want to say I'm not the expert on this. I'm watching along the sidelines just like all of you. But I did take some time to dive in and really try to wrap my mind around what was going on so we could understand the implications for us, our investors, our properties. And so I'll give you the Notes version for anybody who may not fully understand what happened. Basically, a couple of weeks ago, Silicon Valley bank who mainly provided services to venture capital backed technology and life science companies, all of a sudden there was a bank run and they had to shut down. And so what happened, right? People want to know what happened. And this quote comes to mind that when the tide goes out, you're going to see who's swimming naked. And unfortunately, Silicon Valley Bank was kind of caught and not in a great spot it was kind of the confluence of a lot of things that happened. To give you some context, in 2008, the last big bank crash of this size was with Washington Mutual. And in the years after 2008, well, the government got involved and put into place the Dodd-Frank Act, among other regulations, to really regulate the banking industry so that something like this wouldn't happen again. But what they say, history repeats itself. It's like our kids, after they do something to hurt themselves, after a few hours or a few days, they forget about it and they do it again. And so it's the same. So things were going along well. The Dodd-Frank Act kind of regulated the banks for a period of time. And then in 2018, some of those restrictions were lifted, which allowed for all the events that led to this collapse. And so in short, Silicon Valley Bank made some investment decisions thinking that the interest rates wouldn't go up. And so they invested in treasuries and mortgage-backed securities that unfortunately when the interest rates went up, those investments became worth less, worth much less, in fact. But because they had very little liquidity, and remember, they were mostly within one sector, the tech sector. And as we know, after the boom of the pandemic, 
a lot of those tech companies were starting to experience some difficulties. And so they started pulling out their funds. And so Silicon Valley Bank, they were left with less and less liquidity. And so they had to figure out what to do to ensure that they had adequate funds. And so what could they do? They had to sell. They had to sell some of their investments and they had to sell at a significant loss to the tune of $1.8 billion, which they announced a couple of weeks ago. And once the Twitterverse got a hold of that, the dominoes began to fall. And so they announced that they had that loss. And then people took to social media and they started talking about, okay, what does this mean? Pull out your money now. People started to panic. And because it's not like in the old days when you had to line up to go to the bank, you can now just click a button and withdraw your funds. So in a matter of just a few hours, billions of dollars were withdrawn and they didn't have any other choice. They didn't have the funds to support those withdrawals. So they had to close down. And so it's a really unfortunate circumstance, but also a really good cautionary tale, not only for banks and the banking industry to make sure that they have adequate liquidity and making wise investments and making sure they're keeping abreast of what's going on in the broader economy. But same thing for us as individual investors to make sure that we are following those same things, making sure we're not investing with the last few dollars in our bank account, making sure we have adequate liquidity and making sure we know where the industry is going so that we can make wise investment decisions for ourselves. Yeah, that's a fantastic recap of what's been going on. And we see other banks that are probably having, or not probably, they are having literally the exact same problem. And if you remember back in 2008, we saw Lehman Brothers go down, Bear Stearns go down. And I remember those big names. Sorry, let me say it this way. The government and the Federal Reserve, they're different. They're not the same thing. But the two got together and they said, in my opinion, hey, we've seen this happen back in 2008. Let's be ready when it happens again so we can just bail it out because that's what they did last time. They waited six months or so, but then they eventually started bailing out the banks, which is just sad. It's like giving the rich people even more money. But oh, well, this is what's going on now. How do we as real estate investors protect ourselves from, let's say, more problems? How do we make sure that we're still investing? How do we make sure that we keep moving forward? Have you been thinking about investing in real estate, but aren't sure you have the time or the desire to manage the investment? Perhaps you're afraid like we were that you'll make the mistake of choosing the wrong market or the wrong team and lose your entire investment. Well, that's exactly why we created the Good Egg Investor Club. We do the work of identifying solid real estate investment opportunities in the best markets around the country and then partner with you to acquire these investments and then we'll all share in the returns. We'll identify the growing markets, strong, experienced teams, and the solid deals. We do all the heavy lifting of managing the tenants and the renovations, and as a passive partner, you get to enjoy all the benefits of investing in real estate, monthly cash flow, long-term appreciation, and the ongoing tax benefits. When we first discovered passive investing through real estate syndications, we realized it fit perfectly into our busy lives. We could put our money to work for our families, work less, and get more time back in our days so that we could focus on what matters most and discover our true passion and purpose in life. 
We've now helped hundreds of people invest passively in real estate syndications and are seeing the positive impact it's had on their lives. We invite you to partner with us by joining the Good Egg Investor Club today so you can start putting your money to work for you and get more time back in your day. Because we know that when people have more time in their days, they can do the true work they were intended to do and the world will be a better place. To sign up for the Good Egg Investor Club, go to goodegginvestments.com slash invest and we'll take it from there. That's goodegginvestments.com slash invest. Yeah. So there are a few lessons that I pulled out of this story that I think are relevant to the everyday investor, whether you've only just started and maybe you have just one rental property, been investing in not only real estate, but the stock market, all kinds of things for years. There's a few common lessons here that I'll just pull out real quick for the listeners. One is make sure you diversify your income sources. As we just talked about, Silicon Valley Bank was mainly in the tech sector. And so when that one sector went started to go downhill, then it really had a huge impact on them. And so for you as an individual investor, you might think, oh, income sources, I don't need to worry about that. Well, you actually do. Because if we were just, Dustin was talking at the top of the conversation about your J-O-B, you're just over broke. And if that is the only source of income that you have, guess what? When that goes down, if that goes down, God forbid, if you get laid off or your company goes under, then you have lost your primary source of income. And so that's why we always say you got to diversify your income sources through things like investing in real estate. Dustin, any thoughts on that before I keep going? I feel like I'm going on. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you're doing great. You're doing great. One thing that I always try to tell my students is we build a business. And with that business, what we want to do is we're making money. If you're going to start a business that you're selling, I don't know, let's pick a candy bar. Let's pick something like that. You're going to sell a candy bar and great, I'm going to start a business and I buy a candy bar for $1.25 and then I could sell it for a dollar. Well, you're going to lose money. You would not do that for investing because buy it for $1.25 and you sell it for a dollar. You're losing 25 cents every single time. Why would you do that? You would not. In fact, businesses go under, obviously, if they do that. So with that, when you're investing in real estate, if you build a business where you know that you're going to be making money every single month, however much it is, my suggestion for residential, sorry, four units below would be $250 a month in passive income. That's my suggestion. That's a good buffer if there's like down, like, oh, one month we didn't get rent or whatever it might be. And so if you're building a business where you're constantly checking, am I making a profit every single month? Then you're probably going to be going in the right direction as opposed to buying, let's say you buy a house and you know you're going to be losing every money or you don't even check. You know, I'm going to buy it and we're going to try it out. Then that's where people get hurt. So that's what I obviously, with my students, I push them in that, that direction. Build a business so you're making money every single month. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you've got to have that discipline. I did not. I will tell you firsthand, I did not when I had my own personal properties, I did not have that ongoing and consistent discipline to check every single month. I would do these stints where I would get on these weekly property manager calls and I'd be on top of it. I have my spreadsheets, I'd organize it all. And then after it got to a point of stabilization, I'd be like, oh, let's have a call every other week or let's have a call every month. And then for a while, it was fine. It was stabilized. And then things dropped off because I wasn't paying attention to it. I wasn't actively staying on top of things. But I love your system because once you set up 
the investment as a business and you run it like a business, you think about it as a business, it's really a different animal than what I was trying to do, which was just dabbling as a hobby investor, I would call it. But on that note, so you also want to make sure that you're diversifying your investment holdings. I know that's a kind of a gimme, but it's a good reminder that you want to be sure that first of all, if you're invested in paper assets like the stock market, that you've also got other assets, physical assets like real estate that's independent of the stock market and that you can control some of that value there because you certainly don't want to be caught with all of your investments in one place. And just like the income source, if that one thing goes under, then you're kind of up a creek. And along with that, you want to make sure that you have ample liquidity in case anything does happen. And this is liquidity in terms of your own making sure that you have money for everyday life in case something happens. And for your rental properties or your investments, make sure that you have ample reserves there because I've gotten those phone calls where it's like hot water heater broke. Oh, there's a roof leak. Oh, there's this, there's that. And sometimes you can't plan for that. You can do everything you can to preempt things like that. But things happen. And so you're going to want to make sure that you don't have to sell at a loss, like you were saying, that you're not backed into a corner. Totally. And there's a great saying, I guess, but cash is king, especially in business and in life too. But if you don't actually have cash or access to capital, so for investing, I love having access to capital. Let's say you have a home equity line of credit that you can dip into, buy a house or invest in something that makes you money, then be able to refinance, pull that cash back out pay off the home equity credit, business lines of credit, you have just access to capital. But the big thing is, anybody that wants to work with me coaching wise, I always ask the question, how is your emergency fund for your family? Like you don't want to be just dumping all your money. And I did this because I learned, you gotta learn from my mistakes. I literally took all of our money. It was tight. I'm blessed. Praise the Lord that it didn't bankrupt us or anything because we had passive income. Plus I had my job, but at the same time, it was really tight sometimes. And then I learned you need an emergency fund. You need to be liquid. Like I love that term that you're saying because you basically have money, cash to be able to, let's say your car breaks down. Like you need to be able to get to work. Yeah, something like that. So that is fantastic. Now, what do you see coming in the future? Let's say two, three years from now. One year we can definitely say, well, it's going to come down. But let's say two, maybe three years from now, give us maybe one, two, and three. Like just tell me what your thoughts over the entire market. Yeah. Oh boy. Let me dust off my crystal ball here. Well, let's see. So in the near term, as you're seeing in the rental property market too, it's kind of good thing. It kind of, as rates go up and there's all this volatility and uncertainty, people are getting nervous. And so the people who, like I was back in the day, just a hobby investor, just dabbling, maybe they sit out for a while and that brings the competition down. And then in turn, as hopefully as sellers' expectations catch up to the lag, those prices will start to come down and be a little bit more reasonable because I'm sure you've seen in the recent years, things have gotten quite heated. And so hopefully that will shift and there will be lots of opportunities. One thing we're finding are these kind of these rare kind of gems that are not necessarily what's out there advertised, listed, but these off-market deals, for example, like this one that we've currently got under contract, it's a brand new build in Orlando, Florida, and it's a multifamily asset and it's 
because it's brand new, we're buying it from the developer, we're able to assume the HUD loan, which those HUD loans are only available to developers. And they're at a fixed rate, it's 3.8%. And so we're able to assume that you can't get a fresh loan at 3.8% these days, definitely not fixed at 3.8%. And so those are sort of the opportunities in the near term that we're looking for, kind of thinking outside the traditional box and thinking, okay, where are there opportunities in this market? as things are starting to settle down a little bit, hopefully, and expectations are starting to shift, where can we get ahead of the curve and start to find these hidden opportunities? And then in the coming years, as those expectations do shift, it's great that the market is cyclical. So it's not like we're headed into uncharted territory. We've been here before, not exactly here, but on some level. And so I see tremendous, tremendous opportunity in the coming years. However, I think before we get there, you know, all those things we were talking about, making sure you're diversified, having multiple income sources and making sure you have liquidity. That's what's going to enable the companies or the investors to get to that point where you're able to take advantage of those opportunities as you would have had to make smart decisions now and even in the months and years leading up to now to even be able to make it through to be able to take advantage of those opportunities. I love that. And I completely agree with you. And I've been mentioning or telling everybody on my podcast, like for a couple of years now, like even before COVID, like 2019, I said, Hey, coming is going to be the best time ever to invest in real estate. It's going to be coming. Everything is coming. Like, it seems like it's coming to a head. In fact, the economy always does a correction every seven to eight years, but it's literally been since 2008, since the last correction. There was COVID, but that was a blip. That was just like something just forced upon us. And it seems like this is that now going to be the correction. And so if people have been listening and preparing and getting ready, like their savings and starting building a business and learning how to invest, then they're hopefully going to be able to take this, like ride this huge wave in. But if you haven't, like, let's say you're getting started now, right now is the best time to get started. Like, I love the saying, when is the best time to plant a tree? Well, it was 20 years ago. The next best time is literally today. So there are investments out there. And just like that case in point, the Orlando deal, my goodness, that's a great interest rate. Was it three and a half percent? I mean, that is Mm -hmm. just fantastic. And on top of that, We're investors. Only investors will be able to find these types of deals. If you're just like, oh, let me just close my eyes and point on Zillow and find a house, it's probably not going to work out very well. It's you might, you might find a needle in a haystack. But if you're an investor, you have the right people around you. And that's why I love the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. If you come to the conference, you're going to be meeting Annie and all the people that we all work with. And you're going to meet so many other people because it's so much better when we gather together to help each other out and getting like-minded people together. And so for everybody listening, you guys have heard the people that I'm bringing to the conference. They're all genuine people like Annie and myself that really just want to help people. Now, Annie, you've given us so much great insights. And is there anything else that we should be looking for? Like if we're going to invest in multifamily, and meaning like, let's say apartment complexes, big units, apartment complexes, getting into maybe a syndication, where you're getting more passive investing, any tips that you can give us as we're looking for something like that? Yeah. So a couple of tips I think are really relevant right now is one, we talked about when the tide goes out, you'll see who's swimming naked. Well, you want to be extra diligent these days to ask those questions and really build that trust and find the teams with the strong track records, not just in the good and easy times, but also in the hard times and make sure that they can do right by you and your money. And we've had a number of investors who have reached out to us to tell us about deals that they're invested in with other operators 
and they're not doing well. Some people are losing money. Some people are having to navigate a capital call, which is when the syndicator asks for more money in the deal. And so we're doing everything we can behind the scenes, even if we have to halt investor distributions for a period of time, which is always a tough thing to navigate. But even if we have to do that in the short term to build up reserves, those are the kinds of decisions we're making because we want to make sure that the assets stay healthy no matter what comes down the road. And so making sure you find people that you trust and people that have a strong track record is key. And then also, I can't speak for the rental market. It's very hyper local as well. I can say for multifamily, especially right now, partly because of interest rates and the lending environment, cash flow, unfortunately, isn't what it used to be. There's still a ton of appreciation and opportunity. But if you're wanting to invest for the immediate cash flow, multifamily might not be the best fit right now. It's not that there's not long-term demand for multifamily. It's just given the current environment, there's more cash flow in other types of assets. And that's why we've diversified into hotel holdings as well, because there are there's, there's a good amount of cash flow in hotels and other types of assets. So maybe you look into alternative assets and that's exactly what we're doing as well. That's great. Yeah, I love that. And so everybody... You definitely need to check out Annie's podcast. So Annie, talk to us about the podcast and then let us know, all the listeners, how they can find you, how they can hopefully even invest with you because they want to get good, secure investments. But talk to us about, or tell us, how can we reach out to you and find you? Yeah, for sure. So we have a podcast called The Life and Money Show. We talk about all things related to both life and money, family, travel, and how we're investing to support all of that. And so that's The Life and Money Show. If you want to find and connect with us, we're at goodegginvestments.com. And I am just thrilled to be part of RoopCon coming up. It was such a blast last year, getting to be part of the inaugural event, which was already amazing. And we were fortunate we got to be a sponsor at that event and a lot of great conversations through that and just such a great energy from the participants, the speakers as well. And I've been to a lot of conferences and there's, you always talk about, there's a lot of these real estate conferences at the end, there's the run to the back to sign up for whatever product they're ultimately trying to sell you. But RoopCon is so different from that. And Dustin, you've done such an amazing job fostering this community. And I can't wait. I'm going to be talking not only about Ikigai, but also about some of the deals that we've gone full cycle on and really going into detail on what happened what decisions we made, and ultimately, whether we hit the projected returns. So you'll have to come to the event to hear more about that. Love it, Annie. And I'm so excited to have you there. And it's great to get to hang out again. So thank you so much for coming on, sharing this great wisdom. Everybody definitely check out her podcast. Fantastic stuff. Check out her website as well. Well, definitely, as best we can, we're going to be giving out so much great information at RubeCon. So hopefully you guys make it as well. Use the promo code podcast. It'll, I'll know that she came from my podcast. It'll give you 10% off the ticket. But man, Annie, it's been great as always to hang out again. So thank you so much for being on the show. Such a pleasure, Dustin. Looking forward to the in-person conference here soon. All right. Well, Dustin, thank you so much. Well, tell everybody if they wanted to connect with you or more importantly, come in person to RubeCon coming up here in just a few short weeks. Tell them a little bit more about how they can find that information. 
Yeah, totally. Thank you so much, Annie. And I love just really helping people. So if anybody would love to learn how to invest in real estate, I'll give you my investing course literally for free. People have gotten investing just from that. So text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental of 33777. I'll give it to you. You can even go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. I'll give it to you. Show you how to find a property anywhere in the country, how to scale the business to quit your job, everything like we just talked about. But on top of that, I'd love to see you at RubeCon. If you use the promo code podcast, I'll give you 10% off. Actually, no, let's let's use Annie. Use the promo code Annie. It'll give credit to Annie. Use your promo code Annie, and that'll give you 10% off of your ticket to RubeCon. We just really want to see you change your life by investing in real estate. And another thing, I have my own podcast, the Master Passive Income Podcast, which I'm actually airing this episode on my show as well, which is so much fun. You know, being friends and podcasters is so awesome. But on top of that, I just really appreciate everybody being able to see that this is the best time ever to invest in real estate. Hang out with Annie, hang out with myself, come to RubeCon. It'd be great to see you guys. Indeed. Thrilled to see, very much looking forward to seeing you in person, Dustin. And for all the listeners, please, if you're planning on, if you're in the Phoenix area or you want to come meet us in person, as well as all the fantastic speakers and other participants, we invite you to come join us for RubeCon in early May. We'll have those details for you in the show notes. You've been listening to The Life and Money Show, the number one podcast for people who, like you, are living a meaningful and intense life by design, building true wealth, and making an impact in the world. For more resources, check out goodegginvestments.com and be sure to join the Life and Money Show community on Facebook. And if you got value out of the show, please subscribe and give us a five-star review so we can continue to bring you amazing new conversations. 